0: Welcome to the Deep Intimate King podcast, also known as The Dick. This is a special podcast series for growth driven men who desire to be the solid leaders and powerful lovers that they were born to be. If you've been wanting to experience deeper intimacy and fuller freedom of expression, then this podcast series is designed especially for you. So get ready to unleash your dick. On the world. So, welcome to the very first episode of The Dick, The Deep Intimate King. So, you've got me here today, EJ Love, it'll just be me on this first podcast because we are going to be diving into the six ways that men block intimacy and sabotage relationships and so this is really about exploring what these are and learning about really breaking them and the the first step is really awareness and what I am going to say is that you are probably going to get a lot of aha moments and truth bombs and actually I find that this is what happens a lot when I share and one of the things that one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is because I want to I want to spread a lot of a lot of those truth bombs to a lot more people. Um yeah, and I've been I've been so blessed to work with with literally thousands of men around their barriers and blocks to intimacy. <sighs> so, yeah, I'm really so excited to to share this with you. And one of the reasons that I also created this is because we were running some uh, classes in in a five-day program masterclass series on intimacy for men on Facebook and what I realized was that I really wanted to bring this to more men I wanted to be able to reach more people out there to give them access to this so this is this is what we're here to do and I have seen so many men really struggle with intimacy and yeah this excites. this lights me up to be able to to be able to share it in this way so get ready to for those aha moments and uh, also you might want to get a notebook out or or you might want to come back and and listen to this again and re-listen to it because I can assure you you're probably going to get something new every time that you do so before I get started I just want to speak to that uh, I do speak quite heteronormatively and this is because Uh, This has been most of my experience. It's my personal experience, but also most of the men that I work with uh, Relate with women. So this is why I speak to this. However, I have also worked with some gay men so I uh, just wanted to say that um, just really um, Take away what really resonates for you and particularly in this episode this episode really is everyone has these barriers to intimacy to some degree yeah so due to due to our conditioning which is what we're going to talk about so as i usually say is like take what resonates for you and leave the rest behind yeah and i mean that with absolutely everything i share as well and with uh yeah with all these these podcasts uh, you know take what really resonates for you So I guess the first thing that's really important is to speak to what is intimacy. Yeah. And and what it means to you, right? So intimacy uh, is, is so many different things. And often I think that intimacy gets tagged and associated a lot with sex. Whereas my view on intimacy is it is about being seen. It's about how much are we going to allow someone to fully see us? How much are we going to allow ourselves to experience connection? and are we willing to be vulnerable are we willing to share the scary things are we willing to feel our emotions and of course our sexual intimacy is such a big part of that sexual and physical intimacy is a huge part of that and being intimate with someone in a sexual way you know we're, we're really revealing some of the parts of ourselves that have been deeply shamed because there is so much shame and stigma around our our sexuality. So I really feel like these are some of the deepest parts of ourselves to be revealed. right. So my, my view is that intimacy is about really letting someone in and exploring all parts of ourselves and expressing all parts of ourselves. And this definitely involves our sexual expression. So here's the thing that I've seen commonly is people say and men say I want more intimacy or I don't have enough intimacy and I want more intimacy but then they they sabotage it in some way they push it away they avoid it they can't seem to attract it uh, so for example it might be they might attract someone that isn't available for intimacy right on some level and this is keeping you safe right or you avoid it by keeping yourself really busy with work or you say you want a relationship but then you spend all this time casually dating and having one night stands but really deep down you are actually longing for something much deeper right so another thing is really interesting this is a the thing that I've done a lot of work on is uh, when men are experiencing some kind of sexual dysfunction and it's actually a way that their body is protecting them from emotional intimacy and facing some of their fears yeah which is what we're going to talk about more today so I'm going to speak to that more around the sexual dysfunction in in, uh, later episodes but this is something to be aware of is how our body is very connected to, to our emotions and will often protect us in the way that it behaves or doesn't behave. Right? So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that uh, in much more depth in later episodes. So let's start with the first barrier to intimacy. And it is when men don't really know what they want or they don't think they know what they want and I can tell you from literally sitting one-on-one with thousands of men and I've asked them what they want or what they desire a lot of them will say I don't know just whatever you think oh I don't really know yeah and especially when I was working with an an escort I'd be like okay what is it that you desire to experience Uh, and what do you want to get out of the session Uh, what would you love to explore today they'll be like just I don't know whatever just something fun (laughs) and it was like pulling teeth sometimes trying to like get out what exactly they wanted because fun can mean a lot of things right and so what I've discovered is that men really struggle to know what they want because they don't believe they can have it or they don't believe it's okay to actually have wants desires or needs they've been shut down as a child um, or they don't know how to communicate or they feel shame around actually expression, expressing what they really want because I can tell you when I did start to dig a bit deeper with these men and, and I'd ask them okay well okay what, what would you like to feel and they'd and the, the start to share like oh well I want to feel really connected you know, what makes you feel connected yeah so or it might be something like okay if you could have anything you wanted that you, you there was no barriers what would that be what's something that's like you fantasize about for example or and and the, you know some men have been uh, ashamed to admit that they desire a relationship yeah or that uh, maybe they do have some kinky desires and they've never told anyone right and they don't want to say it if they really allow them to or they some men also they may have desires, but they don't believe it's ever possible for them to be met. So they don't even share it. Like, well, like that's just, I just can't, that's just not, not going to happen for me. You know, that's just a, a, a fantasy that will never happen. You know, but what I want to put out there is like, what if anything was possible? Yeah. So the first piece is that you have to give yourself permission to own and claim what you really want deep down what is it that you are longing for and just give yourself that permission to really own it yeah and know that it's safe for you to own that yeah so yeah just take a moment now and think about what that is like if you even close your eyes as long as you're not driving (laughs) and think about what is it that i would absolutely like love to experience how what would i love to feel what would just ah oh, juice me up and make me excited or make me feel really deeply so connected and loved i mean maybe it, the desire is to be like fully loved and to be fully accepted maybe the desire is to be in a relationship and actually feel really free to express yourself yeah and 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 have a really deep connection. Hmm. Yeah. So, so just owning that is the first piece, and if you struggle with that, be like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the desire is. My desire is to know that it's okay for me to have wants. Yeah. The desire is, the want is, to know what I want. And my partner actually, bear when we first met, he struggled with this we had a big moment and a really powerful intimate experience where we journeyed with him really uh owning what he wanted and a lot of that was like he wanted to watch me dance for him and see me in this and my sensuality and my sexiness and and witness me in that way yeah so but he but yeah so but he had been conditioned that oh no I can't ask for that what if I offend her or make her feel uncomfortable or, no, I have to be the one that, that pleases her and gives her what she wants. Yeah, so that's another big piece. And I've seen this a lot with men is they've very much shut down their own wants and focused on being that pleaser. Yeah, focused on, okay, how can I make her happy and and not so much focused on themselves you know, or maybe they're just settling for something. They know is not exactly what they want either. So that's the first thing. Now, the second barrier is all the stories that you tell yourself around intimacy. Yeah. And so it might be something like, uh, it's too hard. It might be, oh, I'm just not ready. Or it might be like, oh, my partner is not open to this. Yeah, women are not available for the intimacy or connection I want. Um, What I want isn't available to me. Other people get to have this, but not me. Yeah, Um, I'm better off alone. I can't have be in a relationship and be free. Women are distracting. Women are controlling <laughs> um i once i have achieved some level of success in my life then i'll be worthy of a relationship or love yeah, i'm not ready yet i don't have time i don't have enough energy yeah so all these stories I just want you to recognize what lands for you what is the story that is actually protecting you and so when we have these stories around our relating and intimacy then we'll continue to make them real and true yeah and and look for evidence so this can lead to that sabotage of where something might be going really great and then oh no like this is oh i'm not i'm not ready or um you're pull away or disconnect or uh, create a drama some of these behaviors that come up because there's a story that I'm not worthy I'm not worthy of this and one of the things that is is really common is when we haven't experienced something before and the brain actually doesn't recognize this as being familiar and the brain will want to choose the safe familiar option so for example if um, experiencing being controlled or being emasculated uh, being hurt is something that is familiar for you then to some degree you're going to unconsciously keep attracting that because that's what your brain is it is familiar and safe even though that's the thing that doesn't feel safe right this happened for me where I would um, a- attract toxic men and uh, abuse in past relationships. And it's interesting that my brain had associated that as familiar. And then when healthy, available men came into my life, I would find a way to sabotage it. Like I would find flaws. I would look for all the flaws around why this isn't going to work, or why they're not the right person or... I would um, pull away my energy when they started to get close, because my brain thinks that's not safe. Because healthy relationship was not familiar for me. Yeah. So the work that I had to journey with was really going within and creating that inner safety and creating a, a healthier relationship with myself, and creating that as my familiar. Yeah, within within me. Yeah, and, and having good boundaries as well. We'll talk about that a little, a little bit later in the, in the podcast series. But uh, yeah, so so again, I want you to get curious around what are the stories that you're telling yourself around why you don't have what you want. Yeah. Because if you didn't have stories, you'd have it already. So so that's a, another thing. And and then looking at, well, what would you like to believe instead? You know, what is it that you could you could tell yourself so for example one of my ones was that not believing that I could have a relationship and be free to be myself Uh, and I had to do quite a bit of work on this um, and because I experienced being controlled in past relationships and I yeah I had to do some work on rewiring my brain to know that um, I can have both I don't have to choose yeah and in fact actually being in a relationship helps me to be more free and that's what I experience now because I'm with a partner that celebrates my expression that encourages me to be more of myself that celebrates me when I want to go out and do the things I love and encourages me and inspires me and and we do that same for each other yeah so we're in a relationship where we're inspiring each other to be more of ourselves and do the things that we love live in, th- in, our, in our values and that's possible for you too yeah Hmm. so <laughs> there's a part of you going oh but that's that's just you ej like n- there, there's another story like it's not possible for me mm. it is because i used to be that person too and be like oh like that's so unfamiliar yeah and not and i used to actually i used to have a story that relationships that for everybody else but not for me and i and being an intimacy and relationship coach i would be helping everyone else and yet behind closed doors my own relationship and intimate life was was suffering like pretty much non-existent to be honest because i was so busy helping everyone but i was avoiding the reality was i was actually an avoidance yeah because underneath i had fear and so this is the third way that uh the third, sorry, the third barrier, yeah, is the fears. Yeah, so the fears that uh, keep us stuck <laughs> in intimacy. So, so we often hear about this fear of intimacy, right? That, that if we don't have intimacy, then, then we must have a fear of intimacy. And maybe you've been accused or even thought to yourself, well, I have a fear of intimacy. So what's really interesting is that we don't actually have a fear of intimacy, right? Most of us as human beings actually want intimacy. We're like, yes, this is what I want. The fear is the fear of the perceived consequences of having intimacy, right? So there is a perceived consequence based on past experience, based on childhood, that if I get close intimate with someone let them fully see me express myself more fully then something bad is going to happen and our brain will do whatever it can to protect us and make sure that that doesn't happen right so these fears will tend to come up um, when we're experiencing intimacy or even before we get there to help us avoid it right so I'm going to go through these fears and as i do this just take note of what really resonates for you so this is one of the biggest ones that i see with men and i know it's because they have a very high value for freedom it's the fear of losing your freedom right and lo- losing the freedom of being able to do what you want on being able to express how you want to express yeah so it's, it's also the fear of enmeshment. So becoming so enmeshed in a relationship that you'll lose yourself. Yeah. So, so this is what I was speaking about before. Is this is actually one that I had as well. Is because I had lost myself in relationships before, that I actually would, when I started to get close, I would pull away. Yeah. Or I would just not um, make myself available essentially i was not available for it even though this deeper part of me is like i long for it i like yearn for that deep intimacy and then this other part of me is that's like no you can't do that because you're going to lose your freedom if you do that and that's, that's such a high value that we're going to make sure that you don't that doesn't happen all right and i finally took action when i realized i was Getting close to forty, and I was like, I don't want to end up like a like a lonely old woman. <laughs> um, I may not have been lonely, but I I really just owned I owned what I wanted because I had not actually been owning that I wanted to be in a relationship, that I wanted a partner. I had been like in this strong, independent woman role of I don't need a man, but really, a deeper part of me was like, oh, I would love to be sharing my life with someone. Yeah, and then there's also connects into sexual intimacy as well because i'll find that when i'm getting um more sexually intimate there's more parts of myself that are being expressed and there's a fear of of also being overwhelmed and becoming like so in, like it's almost like enmeshed in someone else's energy like whoa like can i handle that whoa am i gonna lose myself if i get fully deeply intimate with someone like whoa can i can i handle that (sighs) will i lose myself yeah losing control as well Afraid fear of losing control Mm -hmm. and essentially not being safe not not being safe so so i know from the men that i've worked with that most men have a really high value for freedom and that many of them want intimacy but then also when they get close that that fear of losing their freedom gets triggered and that's when they'll need to take space and they'll need to pull away. So that, on the flip side of that there is also the fear of abandonment. So, of getting close and being being abandoned. Yeah. So, so usually in relationship, there is one person that is um, afraid to lose themselves, and there is one person that is afraid to uh, be abandoned by the other person. And these tend to play out a push pull dynamic in relationship. So we're essentially the person that's afraid to be abandoned if the person that's afraid to lose their freedom when they start getting close the person that is afraid to lose themselves will start to pull away and then that triggers the person that's got the fear of abandonment to want to come closer because they don't want to lose that person and then that actually triggers the person that's got the fear of losing themselves to pull away more and there's this push pull dance. Yeah, this, this dance, um, I call this an unhealthy polarity, where they end up in this up down roller coaster, intense dynamic. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, unsafety and insecurity that happens. And it doesn't actually create a good foundation for intimacy, because the foundation of intimacy is actually safety and trust. Yeah, so uh, I've done my work on becoming more secure in myself. Um, because I could actually go through both of these, I could swing between the fear of abandonment and swing between to, to the fear of losing myself. And my journey is to actually come into more of of a secure attachment and to learn how to self-source when feeling um, fear of abandonment, and learning how to lean in and express vulnerability and needs when I needed to take the space, essentially. So yeah it's been an interesting ride. let me tell you <laughs> so I'm sure that you can probably see this in your relating. you can recognize it to some degree and you know really have a look at where you sit with that. so some of the other fears is is yeah the fear of actually being deemed inadequate. yeah I've seen this a lot with men who. Like if I fully show myself and share myself, especially if I'm really vulnerable, that I'm going to be deemed inadequate and I will be rejected or humiliated or embarrassed, shut down and ultimately abandoned. And underneath the fear of abandonment is actually a fear of death because in in, in an instinctual way, we know that to survive we have to be part of a tribe and if we're abandoned from the tribe we're like left by ourselves we will not survive because we won't be able to fend for ourselves we won't be able to eat all these pieces that are needed for tribal survival essentially so on an instinctual level this is still in us and we essentially don't want to be abandoned because we'll die it's the fear of death yeah and so this can come up um in exploring intimacy right this can come up and underneath that is like oh my god if i really allow myself to have this intimacy it's a part of our brain that thinks we're going to (laughs) die sounds ridiculous to say it like logically or like well enough i'm I'm not going to like literally die but there's a part of our brain that's built for survival that part of our brain that that literally thinks that we are we'll die yeah if we if we get abandoned right. so that's another piece and then there's also the fear of being hurt being betrayed being rejected being oh, i said that one of being abused um things that we've probably experienced before uh, in childhood and past relationships where like for example if you've experienced being cheated on um, you had a big heartbreak that you didn't heal from and they these are essentially veils of past pain that will resurface and we will want to protect ourselves so that it doesn't happen again right and then there's another cool one which uh, i feel to mention is we can actually have a fear of having what we want and it's often linked to that we're going to lose some kind of payoff that we're getting from not having what we want so for example we might be staying in our comfort zone okay i get the payoff is that cool i get to stay in what's comfortable yeah i'm not having to like push into some edginess that i don't know what's on the other side (laughs) right yeah so so and that might be the fear of the unknown and really essentially it's still that's still linked to the the fear of of death as well Mm. Now, I think really one of the biggest pieces with this and, and the fears is actually the fear of feeling or the uncomfortable emotions. So all the emotions that we are not comfortable with feeling might be grief, sadness, anger, rage, disappointment. We may basically avoid intimacy to, avoiding the, to avoid feeling these feelings. So a big part of the work intimacy is actually learning how to feel and get comfortable feeling our full range of emotions and for men I believe that this is some of the biggest work because men have been conditioned since childhood that it is weak to feel certain emotions particularly sadness um, and grief and to to express through tears and through crying is Recognized as not being manly or sorry is conditioned as not being manly whereas actually oh, it's so beautiful um, to see a man express himself in this way and I've had the privilege of that many times in my work and in my life to witness this and welcome it and I found it an honor and a gift and very heart opening when I get to be part of that and witness that so um, I really encourage you to um explore that and and opening yourself up to feeling more of your emotions (sighs) Mm. so what I really encourage you to get curious about is what do you believe the fears are that are stopping you from having the intimacy that you want that that when you get close to having that uh or perhaps you're protecting yourself already from by avoiding it by avoiding intimacy like what is it what are those fears yeah and what is the payoff that you're getting from not having the intimacy you want what is the payoff like this is a big piece to own it's like okay like i'm probably gonna have to give up something and that thing is probably like something that is is holding you back anyway right like staying in your comfort zone right not not um you're really allowing yourself to be seen Hmm. So, hmm. so the fourth barrier to intimacy, uh, well, these are the number of things, <laughs> are roles. So this is one of my favorite, favorite things to talk about. And actually in the episode two, uh, myself and Bear are going to speak to this and go into particularly the nice guy and the people pleaser role. And talk about how roles are actually created and and ingrained in us so roles are these like masks right and then we're conditioned to play roles in our life to get love and approval and to be safe to survive and we learned this as a child by the way that we interacted with our parents the way that they were modeled to us and how we had to show up and be to get their love and approval essentially so So a common one for men is the nice guy, be a good man, yeah, do the right thing. And unfortunately, the nice guy uh, doesn't have very good boundaries. He also has a role of the people pleaser and often the rescuer and the caretaker running. And really is getting love and approval for being nice. But usually that doesn't get them anywhere, unfortunately. And nice guys are actually not safe men. They, they think it is, but they're not because they don't have healthy boundaries. They don't know how to ask for what they want and what they need. Yeah, And they, underlying there's resentment. Yeah, Underlying there's, there, there is resentment around not being able to have what they want. <sighs> not being able to be in their power and giving their power away to, to be loved and to be liked or someone they're not even being essentially yeah so really excited to share with you um, about that more deeply on the next episode another role is the hero yeah so um getting love and approval for you know saving the day um then there's uh, as i mentioned before the people pleaser the white knight um And then there's a few others, like the high achiever. So the high achiever basically says, as long as I'm successful and achieving something, therefore I'm loved and approved of, therefore I'm valuable. And then uh, when they're not achieving, they can feel like, I don't even know who I am. Um, I don't know ah, what what my worth is, what my value is, yeah? So... I want you to really get, again, get curious. And I'm going to use that word curious a lot. It's one of my favorite words. I'm a very curious person. Get curious about um, the roles that have been actually running and controlling your whole life. Another couple are also the the victim and the martyr. And so we can have several roles, many roles actually, uh, that actually act like masks where we don't allow people to actually us yeah. hmm. so then we have the fifth barrier to intimacy and these are our shadows <laughs> so usually the roles are actually covering, they're like the mass for our shadows so for example under a nice guy can actually be a bit of a nasty guy right yeah so it might be where it's harboring anger and resentment might be some like predatory energy that he doesn't want to own because he doesn't want to be that it's, a, it's like think about like the thing that you don't want to be i would hate to be that thing well there will be the part of that in you right so for example um if it might be some like narcissistic traits. I so it's like, Oh, I don't wanna be a narcissist, right? And and I wrote a book called Become the One and I talk a lot about uh, my journey with um experiencing narcissistic abuse and um yeah, having all this like oh like fucking narcissists and all this energy towards it. And I had the good girl thing running, right? And then I had to get like really clear on what was going on. What wasn't I owning here and why did this keep showing up on my space. And I was like, oh, like I'm, I'm wanting to avoid being seen as selfish. I'm wanting to avoid being seen as lazy. I'm wanting to, yeah, avoid looking at ways that I might manipulate. And I had to recognize and own those parts of myself because, yeah, I was this, this good girl that essentially wanted to do the right thing but underneath was like resentful as fuck about it yeah and didn't know how to ask for what I wanted and what I needed and so would use covert contracts and hidden motives and avoid vulnerability and avoid being direct and what I asking for what I needed, and what I wanted and uh, because I didn't want to appear like I do, uh, because I wanted to be liked and I didn't want to appear needy and all these things that were (laughs) basically running in the shadows right yeah so another thing is the victim so i had the whole i was a rescuer as well and i would attract men that were victims and so i would would run Sorry, would run the victim role so i don't like to label people as uh, they're a victim it's more like that's a role that they're playing. Yeah, so they are like in this behavior rather than like identifying them as that this is the way they are. Right? So, because then it creates possibility. If we can see someone as a possibility rather than like, oh, well, that person's just a victim, it's like, okay, that person is acting like a victim. They're behaving that way because that's not really who they are, right? They're not really a victim. It's just a role that they would have learned to play to get love and approval and get their needs met from childhood yeah so I had this judgment on people that would always play victims I'd be like oh fucking people in their victimhood Um, but really what was underneath was that I was avoiding feeling the depth of my own victimized experience the times that I had felt like a victim And just powered on and avoided feeling all the grief and sadness and anger and rage that I felt from being in these experiences. And that was actually my medicine. I had to go in and feel all those things. Yeah. So, and that would run as a shadow because in what would happen is I would attract people that acted like victims. And then I would feel like I was the victim being victim being victimized by their victim, (laughs) right yeah so really interesting how that all all, uh, plays out in those dynamics right Uh, i hope that you're seeing some of this in yourself yeah as i said before take what you need and leave the rest behind okay so uh, yeah so just again getting curious about maybe what some of your shadows are and, and here's the thing though <laughs> usually we don't know our shadows until someone points it out right until someone gives us a reflection or something happens and we go in and we dig deep and we're like okay oh i can see this shadow has been playing out damn it yeah so so yes yeah. So it'll come into some awareness in some form because the shadow is basically unseen right until it becomes seen and then it becomes conscious Mm. and so finally the sixth way that men sabotage intimacy and in relationships is really the through the through these external behaviors right? so this is really where the shadows play out the roles play out the fears play out it's like okay how do they how does this actually then show up how do we show up when these fears roles shadows and stories are running our life. What are the behaviors that then come out, right? So, this can look like overgiving. So, overgiving to prove worth, to prove value, or sometimes it's to gain control. Yeah. Um, it might be you know really going outside of our truth to be loved, to be liked, like doing things that are actually not true for us yeah there's some kind of i'm needing to prove myself in some way as i mentioned earlier uh, we might pull away when someone gets close yeah not be able to um, communicate what we need and instead just go into a um into a show and hide away or disconnect maybe it's avoiding conflict right maybe it's Oh, I don't know how to have that conversation. That's too, too vulnerable. Or you know, these fears and stories are coming up. I'm just going to go into complete avoidance, and I'm just going to go into ignoring the person. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I want to avoid any chance of conflict. This is a big piece for them, for men that have a nice guy role running, is that or avoid conflict at all, at all costs? Because then they might not. They might find out that I'm not actually really a nice guy, or I might have. I might um. Yeah. I might, stuff might they might see parts of myself that are not that nice right (sighs) yeah it's like a threat to that identity Mm. then there's you know getting defensive uh, instead of actually taking ownership or responsibility Um, settling settling for something when you know it's not actually what you really deep down want maybe it's settling in a relationship maybe it's um, settling in your comfort zone not you know putting yourself out there and asking and going for what you want might be using manipulation to get your needs met so being really indirect you know using covert contracts like oh i'll do this for this person and then they'll give me this so there's an expectation of like if i do this for them then I'm gonna get their something from them, whether it be it might even be their love or approval, or it might be actually something more more tangible like sex or validation. Um, hmm. Yeah. Then there's um, keeping yourself busy. This is a big one for me. Keeping myself busy, so I was never truly available for intimacy. Yeah, you know, never have enough time, never have enough space. And then I was always over committing myself and over giving to projects and oh, never just never having um, time. Which was not true. <laughs> because the hilarious thing is, this is great, I love this. When I did actually create the space for intimacy and journeyed with my fears and was willing to face my fears and open up myself. What happened is that intimacy became so juicy and inspiring and yummy and delicious and helped me become more of myself that I actually started um doing things in my life and my business that were more soul aligned that were my truth and that that my intimacy was the fuel and the motivation and the passion that um that drove it so rather than the whole and I hear this quite often it's like oh well, I'll have time for intimacy when? Yeah, they say, so, they say, so like, oh, I don't have time for this, and, and, or the intimacy gets put on the back burner. It's kind of like a last priority. Like, what if, I'm just going to put this wild idea right here, what if you actually made the intimacy the foundation of your life and it became the fuel, inspiration, and motivation for everything else? Yeah that's how you get to have a lit up turned on juicy as fuck, king life mm. and feel aligned as well really feel because when you're exploring intimacy you're going also within and you're meeting more parts of yourself and then they get to be expressed outwardly you feel safer when you're meeting these more parts of yourself you feel safer to express them externally with others and this will impact every single area of your life yeah and people feel it when i um came out of my business after you know really exploring intimacy i had people reaching out to me just going your energy feels different i'm so drawn to work with you now like how can i how can i sign up to work with you that like this is something that you just feel different i want i want your having like i can i can feel it yeah so Mm, what else Uh, addictions yeah so food addiction Netflix social media drinking drugs yeah all different types of addictions to numb out and disconnect and avoid connection even though it might be the thing that you're longing for it's like you know not being present not being in the moment being your mind being somewhere else because you're, you're not fully here because there's a part of you that actually is Maybe afraid to be seen and like actually feel like be worthy of the love and the intimacy that is right there in front of your face, is right there in the moment. Mm. If you choose it, yeah. So, again, I want you to reflect on like what are the behaviors that are actually in every day taking you away from intimacy what are you doing on a daily basis that is sabotaging you essentially and and is letting your shadows and fears and roles run your life right Mm. so the journey that we take men on in the deep intimate king vip immersion is is really this is this this is the really the first part of the journey is like helping men to discover what it is they really really want and then having them give themselves permission then it's then it's about really helping them recognize the stories and shift the stories that have actually been been holding them back that are saying that it's you know not possible for them or you know, they can't have love and freedom, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like rewiring so rewiring that story and creating a whole new possibility for themselves. Um and then it's about like really identifying those fears and facing them. Yeah, we have some great um tools and processes that we do to help men face these fears and essentially create safety in the body. Because that's the piece, it's about actually creating the safety in the body so that the body feels safe to have to have this intimacy. And then then it's about identifying the roles. You know, the nice guy, the rescuer, the people pleaser. And I have a I actually have a five step role releasing process that that I've developed over the last few years and is Without a doubt, um, I believe, if not the most powerful um, relationship shifting, (laughs) life exploding (laughs) um, process because it's basically like releasing the identities that have you've been conditioned since childhood. Like, this is how you be, this is what you need to do to get love and approval. And it's like releasing you from them. Um, Yeah. powerful shit that's what i'm gonna say (laughs) um we'll talk about that more in the next episode as well and then yeah the next piece is identifying those shadows that lead to hidden motives and covert contracts that usually actually push away (laughs) that don't work they don't work these things don't work um and people don't really see you of who you are they 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 experience you um Yeah, not not being not being yourself, your most authentic self, and um, yeah, (sighs) Mm. and then the last thing is like actually really shifting the behaviors. So one of the pieces that we believe is really important is accountability to actually changing the behaviors. Yeah, so beer is like the accountability king. He's really good at holding men accountable um, to making sure they actually change their behavior. And it can, that, in my opinion, can make all the difference in the world. When I've got accountability for changing my behaviors, that is, this is where the shit happens. This is where the shit changes. This is where the life-changing transformation happens. When I've got someone there by my side holding me accountable. And so, yeah, so this is something we really incorporate in the the Dick VIP If you are feeling called to the Deep Intimate King, then we invite you to go to www.deepintimateking.com to learn about what we offer and how you can join us and become part of the dick movement. We are so excited to support you to break through your barriers to intimacy and become the solid leader and powerful lover that you were born to be. Make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. You can also follow us on Facebook under EJ Love and Bear Nutting or Instagram under at Deep Intimate King. And if you really love this episode, then we encourage you to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get your dick on.